Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study, we are going to complete our study of chapter 46. So this is Jeremiah, or Yirmiyahu 46b. The first, this entire chapter is Jeremiah's prophecies regarding Egypt. And, but specifically it's divided into two halves. The first half that we studied in the last podcast was discussing the defeat that the Egyptians were going to have or had at the Battle of Carchemish, which occurred, um, which was in a battle between the Egyptians trying to support the remnants of the Assyrian Empire against the Babylonians who had conquered um, and rooted uh, uh, the main parts of the Assyrian Empire already. It was their attempt to keep Babylon from prevent them from becoming the dominant power in the Middle East. And the event occurred during the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim of Yehuda. This was in 605 BCE. And um, in that battle, the Egyptians uh, suffered major defeat. The second half, starting from verse 13, is referring to another event completely it's referring to now if you remember jeremiah together with some of the last refugees of judea mm-hmm. have now went to um uh egypt in order to um in order to uh escape uh uh the the, the what they were afraid that the babylonians were going to come and blame them for the uh death of gedalia so they ran to Egypt for refuge. And Jeremiah was against that and told them that you, it's a waste to they don't go to Egypt for refuge because Egypt is going to be attacked by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, again in Egypt itself. And this is something that actually did occur in history about 10, about ten years after um, Jeremiah gave that uh, prophecy that we were just ta- that we were just talking about. So the second half is talking about this next battle between Babylon and Egypt, and in this battle, Babylon took it to the Egyptians, so to speak, and actually attacked Egypt, and Egypt suffered a major defeat. So we'll start from verse thirteen, uh, which Hadavara Sher Dibera Hanavi, the. Um, word that God spoke to Jeremiah the prophet regarding regarding the fact that Nebuchadrezzar, the king of Babylon, was going to come to actually strike the land of Egypt itself. Um, Say it in Egypt and announce it in Migdol. These are all places in Egypt. And make this news known in the city of Nof and in Tachpanches. Imru, say, tell them, Stand firm and prepare yourself, because the sword has devoured your surroundings. In other words, the sword of Nebuchadnezzar is coming. Verse that was that was verse fourteen. So verse fifteen. Madua nischaf abirecha lo amad ki Adonai hadafo. Why is it 
that that um, your warriors, your your defenders of Egypt have have been swept away. They weren't able to stand because God decided to push them away. It doesn't explain what it is over here, the sin of Egypt, that God is pushing them away. But it says it clear that God pushed away the Egyptians and wants them punished, and therefore Nebuchadnezzar is going to be successful. Babylonians are going to be successful, and the Egyptians won't be able to stand and defend themselves. Here but Koshel, he has made so many people fall. He, meaning God, has made so many people fall. Gamna falishal re'eu. And it, it was a tumultuous retreat where people were tripping over each other. And they kept saying, Let's let's return to our, our people. Let's go back. In other words, um, uh, let, let's run into the, the, some of the towns we mentioned were towns on the border. Let's run into the interior of our own country, Egypt. Let's run away to our land because of the sword of oppression. Uh, we've had this term Kherav Hayona in Tsefania, uh, in the the in the in the prophet Tsefania also the Kherav Hayona where it does not mean Yona a dove, which is usually what it means, but here it means comes from a, a different root of Ona'a, which is oppression. Karusham Paro. Karusham, they called out over there in, in other words, in Egypt, where, where the, the soldiers are retreating back into the interior of Egypt. And there people are already calling out and making fun of Paro and saying and taunting as follows. Paro Melach Mitzrayim Sha'on. Paro, the king of Egypt, is the king over a multitude. Havir Hamoed. He has allowed the appointed time to go by. When it says over here, Havir Hamoed, uh, that that people are making fun of Paro. You're the king over all these people, and and you just you missed up the opportunity. Uh, the commentaries, the Rashi and Radak explain that you know Paro had set a time when the you know a, a, a timetable for the defense and the attack against Babylon, the defense of Egypt, and instead of doing it, he he was afraid from he was he was. A coward. He was a coward, and wouldn't and and didn't order the defense of the city, and didn't lead the people, the armies out to defend against Babylon. Um, this is important because it shows Paro, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, as being someone who makes promises and has grandiose ideas, but doesn't pull through. Remember that point, because this is one of the f- major flaws of Egypt. After I finish. After we finish studying together chapter 46, I'm going to do another uh, epilogue to 46, discussing Egypt throughout the prophets and pointing out what the flaws of Egypt are. And they, they are, Jeremiah is not deeply discussing them. He's more like predicting these battles and wars. However, Jeremiah does hint towards what the issues were. And in 46a, we pointed out to the arrogance and um and haughtiness of Pharaoh. Here we're talking, he's, he's pointing out the, the weakness, but the unreliability of Paro. How he'll make promises and grandiose uh, predict, predictions, make a, a moed, but it'll pass. He'll set a time, but he'll, he won't keep the time. As I live, declares the king, 
Lord of hosts, the name, in other words, God Himself. As I live, I'm, God is swearing, Ki kitavor beharim, karmel bayam yavo. That just as a tavor is a mountain, everyone knows, like a mountain, it's a big mountain, and just like the Carmel, it stands at the sea, the Carmel is a mountain that stands in northern Israel at the sea, a big mountain, and that I'm, I swear to you that just as solid as those are, just as real as that is, so will this come. I heard um, uh, um, uh, a lecture from Rabbi Menachem Liebtag who explained this as follows, saying that, that the, the Babylonians are coming like rolling forward, like you, like you see the, the, the Carmel, the mountain of Carmel leading into the sea, or the Mount Tavar leading into the other mountains. Clay gola silach. Make for yourselves, put pack it, make for yourselves baggage for the exile. Yosheves bas Mitzrayim, the she who lives, in, in, uh, the daughter of Egypt, the people that live in Egypt. Your great city of Nof is going to be destroyed and desolate. It will be laid waste with no inhabitants. Mitzrayim is, is like a beautiful, a beautiful calf. The kind of calf, which that's how Egypt was. It was such a beautiful um, country with, with so, much, so much wealth and so much bounty. However, Keretz Mitzotfon Ba Va. A, a murderous enemy has come and attacked her from the north. Even her hired soldiers, imagining the Egyptians had hired mercenaries to help their defense. They are like fattened calves. In other words, they're, they're spoiled. They're, they're getting paid a lot of money to do nothing. Because they too, they turned away. They ran together. They didn't stand fast and defend Egypt. Because their day of doom has arrived, the day that they are going to meet their fate. Um, her voice will go forth like a snake. Whose voice exactly is this? Um, uh, this is the voice of the, of the, uh, of the escaper. Of, of the Egyptians that are running away, not escaping, they're trying to escape. Because the Babylonians are chasing them uh, with their armies. And they're cutting her down, they're coming at her like axes, come down to take down the trees. So too the Babylonian army are coming to cut down the Egyptians. And this this thing that, that she... she um, the, uh, the her voice is like a snake. There's various interpretations because snakes aren't really known for their sound. So one thing is is that I, the way I'm going to explain it is 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 um is is specifically that. In other words, they're slithering away like a snake when when a snake is out and, and it's visible um, and a person comes by. Typically, the snake will slither away really quietly to escape. So that's the point here is that they're, they're just going to be slithering and running away. They won't even be making any noise because they're just all they're trying to do is, is run away. Not, none of that noise of battle. When someone stands up to fight back, they make noise, they blow horns, they, they wave their swords, they, they do things. But, but, the, but they're just slithering away silently like a snake. 
However, there are other explanations, but I, I kind of think that what it really means here is actually uh, that the sound is like a snake, meaning there is no real sound. They shall cut down, the Babylonians will cut down their forest. Although it can hardly even, um, in such a way that you can hardly even imagine how terrible it's going to be. The, sold, the attacking soldiers of the Babylonians are going to be more than like, there's so many of them like a swarm of locusts. You can't even count how many soldiers are coming to attack. The daughter of Egypt has been embarrassed and ashamed. Again, she, shame is a punishment for arrogance. So again, a little hint towards arrogance here. Uh, she has been given over to, into the hands of a northern nation, meaning the Babylonians. I am going to punish Amon Mino. Amon is the god of, of No. And Vial Paro Vial I'm going to punish Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Vial Elohel and all of her gods. Vial Melochel and her kings. Vial Paro and on Pharaoh himself. Vial Abodchimbo and everyone that, that had trust in him. Because remember, the, again, this is a hint. All those that had trusted him, because he was never someone that could be trusted. I'm going to give them into the hands of those that are seeking to kill them, who are the Babylonians. And into the hands of the, the king of Babylon and his servants. But then after the destruction happens, Egypt will rebuild. Uh, we see this in Ezekiel and Yechezkel, who also predicts the same battle, the same destruction, and also says that years later, the Egypt will rebuild. So in other words, it will be attacked, it will suffer a terrible defeat, it will be ashamed, but it will not cease to exist. The Atta, however, you, and presumably Jeremiah now is talking to the people that are in Egypt, but... Um, but now he's directing his words to Israel and the Judeans that are scattered across the world. And he's saying, Al tirav Yaakov, you, my servant Yat Jacob, you do not need to be afraid. Yisrael. I am going to save you from a distance. Even though I know some of you are scattered in Babylon and, and in all the areas around, around the Middle East, I am going to save you no matter how far away you are. I will take your children back from the lands where they are captive now. Vishov Yaakov. Yaakov will return to his land. And there will be calm. There will be quiet. There will be peace. There will be no more reason to be afraid. Do not be afraid, my servant Jacob. says God. I am with you. I may destroy those nations which you were lost there, the nations which, which made you suffer, the nations which took you into exile. Some of those may, may cease to exist, as we now know. That, I mean, the Egyptian Empire doesn't any longer exist. The Roman Empire doesn't any longer exist. However, but you... Although I'm making you suffer and I'm sending you all around the world, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you justly. You will get punished for your bad deeds. But 
I will not ever completely annihilate you. You will come back. Jeremiah gives this promise here as he's predicting this huge destruction uh, taking place against Egypt. He ends with these words of encouragement um, of the, that, that, that even though now the Jews had just suffered a tremendous defeat at the hands of the Babylonians too, but don't worry, this, that's not the end. They're the end. In the end, they will be gathered and we will be brought back to their land. So this concludes Jeremiah 46. Um, thank you so much for studying this chapter with me. Looking forward to studying future chapters together and completing the book of Jeremiah and beyond. Thank you so much.